Torches Betamax Dungeon. Hello everybody, welcome to this week's edition of Betamax Dungeon with me, Mark Fortune, and... Uh, uh, me, Jamie. Uh, good evening, Mark. Evening, uh, listeners. Uh, it's good to be back in the dungeon once again. Uh, we're coming into your ear holes from the inner sanctum of the Betamax Dungeon. We are in a dungeon. What what have you fucking dragged out for us to sit next to horrifically? This oh, week? I've got some seriously dark shit for you tonight, Mark. Okay. Uh, seriously, it's pretty pretty horrible. Well, what is it then? Don't just keep saying. Oh, okay, all right. right. Well, I um, I was poking around the other day, as you know. There's still rooms, areas I haven't really investigated in the dungeon. Uh, and I come across uh, two old wooden dinghies. Boats? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I thought they were just like, I, I don't know, like maybe the previous dungeon master was yeah. into like aqua sports or something. I don't know. What? But there was a couple of dinghies. But then I <laughs> I smelt the dinghies. Oh, right. And it why, was like... Why? What do you mean, why? Why are you sniffing dinghies? I didn't get, need to get close to them. It, there was a pungent was... aroma wafting off of these dinghies. Right, of what? Oh, it was like a sickly, sickly sweet shit smell. You know, really horrible. And then I, you know, it clicked with me. I realised what they were really for. Not sailing, you know, spoiler alert. Okay. Um, the, the torture this week, Mark, it's scaphism. Escapism. Scaphism. Sca- well, scaphism a bit second ago. What is it? It's scaphism, Mark. <laughs> scaphism. Or, if you prefer, the boats. Okay. The, the boats. Right, so... Uh, Mark, Mark. The boats. Be afraid, Mark. The, okay. The boats. Would it be scarier in an accent? I wasn't doing an accent. The boats. The, the, the boats. Uh, yeah, I do struggle to say the name, and I even was watching an app on my phone earlier about how to pronounce it correct, correct, correctly. Yeah, and I don't think I did. It's scaphism. Scaphism. Okay. okay, well, what is scaphism? Scaphism is the torture of this week. What? What were these? What would the vixens have to endure? Oh God, it'd be quite a horrendous. Well, I imagine it would, Jamie. But what? Okay, what is well, it? Ba- all right. Basically, you 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 get a boat. Yeah. Okay, right. Um, and by boat, it's like a canoe, you know. It, this torture would have originated in kind of like ancient Persia. So it would have been around sort of 5 BC. So it would have essentially been like a long wooden canoe type boat. And uh, you would be victim, right? He'd get into the boat and it would, it, you know, it, he would just sort of fit in there. It would be a lot Let down. Yeah, he'd be led on his back in one of the in one of the boats. Right. Then another boat would be sealed on top of him. Oh right? no. But there'd be holes cut so that his arms and his legs and his head would be on the outside. So he looks like a turtle. Yeah, yeah, basically. So he's he's basically got two boats, the boats, yeah, encased around him and his head his extremities and his head are, are exposed, right? L- little okay. for his pecker? No, 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 no. Not it's just wait until how okay. nice right so then they take the boat with the victim in it yeah. down to a particularly like fecund area like a real kind of you know fetid swamp you know what does fecund mean you know it's 
uh, alive with life, you know, it's really ripe and fecund. Like a know, swap. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's vibrant with life, okay? okay. So take him down to this area, um, and then they force feed him uh, honey and milk. Right? Honey and milk. It doesn't sound too bad at the moment. Oh, my, it gets really <laughs> fucking bad, man. Gets um, really bad, yeah, it gets really bad. So they, they, I mean, they force feed him. So to the point where his stomach would be distended. Do you know what I mean? Right, really. Fu- he'd probably puke a bit, but that that'd be good because they'd want that because he'd get the milk and honey all over his face. Oh and no! Stuff. They'd also spread the milk and honey all over his arms and legs. Oh right! No. And then basically just leave him there. Okay, right? Oh no! So, uh, like, so to begin with, like, on the outside of the boats. Uh, you know, so bees, wasps, uh, rats, badgers, literally any wild animal could get to your extremities right. with milk and honey, yeah. just start gnawing away. The, the real horror show is on the inside of the boats, Mark, because the honey and the milk would give you like real nasty liquid diarrhea, and that would just fill up in the boat. Oh, um, is it yeah. like airtight? No, no, no. So stuff would get into that as well. That would get all maggoty and stuff like that. And you'd be sat in your own shit. They'd do that every day as well, by the way. They'd keep coming back every day. Feeding you. Force feeding you milk and honey. So the boat, the inside of the boat would be filling up with nasty shit that you sat in all around your torso. There'd be maggots and worms and flies and shit getting into that. So that just, they'd just be eating that and you on the inside. And it's it's a really it's and kind of makes me want to. Can I ask a question? Yeah. What the fuck is that doing in here? Doing in what? Why is that in here? Because it's a device of torture. Where else but a dungeon? Yeah, but it's from like the fucking fifth century. It's an old. Why method. is it still smelling? These were, these dinghies were from the fifties. <laughs> what do you mean from the fifties? Well, I think they've that... been used pretty recently, Mark. I don't. They, Are I mean, they copies they... or originals? They're they're not per, they're not ancient Persian boats. No, they're that'd be fucking Xerxes going getting a boat. The, I there was a um, or the other fella. Who was his dad? I'm not so good on the names, Mark. But there was an Darius. An, there was like an ancient, uh, you know, writer philosopher. It might have been Euripides or someone like that. And he um, he wrote an account of someone uh, being executed via the boats. Right. Um, and he lasted 17 days. Oh, fuck me. Yeah. So, um, anyway, yeah, that's our torture method of the week, listeners. That's to beauty. F- that's fucking mental. And to I think you to... said the pair of anguish was the worst. This one's way worse. Oh, no, it? that's, just, that's just like a slow... Oh, man. That's... Yes, crawling terror. Crawling terror. That is like a turtle. Are you on your back? I guess, yeah. Well, it doesn't really matter, does it? Well, no, you're, just, you're <laughs> going to be covered. <laughs> it in... doesn't really matter. Gonna... Can you turn me over, please? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to know what that's doing in here. Well, it's what? just two. It was just two wooden boats. But we've got like torture devices from like nine different fucking ages so far. Yeah, Is yeah. It, so it's, was it's this a... a collection or was it just like? It's a well-stocked dungeon. You say that like it's a fucking. It's like a B and Q. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's just well stopped yeah, don't no, you? these are quality instruments Mark. But is, this, yeah, but is, is this a collection or is it I guess it's a bit of both I is don't it like a mu- is this like a museum 
Mark, yeah. I know little about the dungeon other than the Betamax tapes, the devices of torture. Other than that, I know very little. You know, I'm still uncovering stuff. I still, you know, there's still that trap door that I haven't looked in. There's like the right. amulet room that I haven't had a look in yet. Um, oh, what room? The amulet room. It's what? just loads of amulets and talismans, things like that. I, mean, I think there's oh, a couple of monkey's paws in there. I good, don't... that's the curse to bring, then. We ain't going in there. What you, what you need to do is concrete that fucker up, mate. Well, I'll get round to it. You know, I'm just doing it bit by bit. But, like, the other day, it was what I thought was, like, the sports room. Sports room? Why would there be a sports room? Well, there were paddles in that in there. I don't, well, I... It's hitting people, probably, I'd imagine. But they did have spikes in them. Well, what fucking game's that, then? <laughs> Squash. <laughs> With spiky rackets. Well, and that's where the dingies were, you know. And like I said, they stunk. I don't understand why they're still stinking after fucking all this time. Well, they would, wouldn't they? I mean, what? Who would bother? You wouldn't bother well, cleaning it, wouldn't it? It'd still stink. Would well, it? anyway, I don't. Anyway, should we get on to this week's movie? Yeah. What? What's? Uh, what classic are we, uh, oh, we go, uh, taking we go. a shallow dive into tonight? We're Mark? fucking going right deep in the fucking dirty old fucking dungeon into Lucio Fulci's. Oh, zombie accent, flesh eaters. Zombie flesh eaters. Which was marketed as a sequel to Dawn of the Dead, if I remember, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. Uh, Dawn of the Dead, which was... Uh, what year was Dawn of the Dead? Was that 70... 70... Yeah, late, yeah uh, late 70s. Um, yeah, that was released in Italy. A zombie. A zombie, Dead. yeah. Um, right. And I mean, Dawn of the Dead was a huge, you know. For its is there budget. a Lucio Fulci cut of Dawn of the Dead? I think there is. I wouldn't Dario Argento involved in the production side of Dawn of the Dead. We're not talking about Dawn. Of the no, Dead. we're not talking about Dawn. Of the um, Dead. So yeah. So anyway, Dawn of the Dead came out. Uh, it was released in Italy. It was a, a huge worldwide success. Yeah, so uh, in Italy it was called Zombie 2. Yeah. Apparently Lucio Fulci wasn't too happy about uh, that. He was none too pleased about it. Yeah, no, I think he he thought it was... Well, the original title... This is where it gets confusing. His original title, I think, from the script was Zombie, but with an E. Right. Whereas for... The Dawn of the Dead retitling, they dropped the E. Just had an I. And it, yeah, it was just Zombie. Zombie. Well, that's weird. It is weird. And then, so instead of calling this film Zombie, they called it Zombie 2. <laughs> what were your first impressions? I mean, you watched it recently. I've watched it recently. Well, I mean, what my first impressions when I was young and watched it was it, it was it was always one of those... Um, it was one of those... Uh, elusive video nasties which had passed me by during yeah. the sort of golden age of the VHS era when I was maybe a bit too young to get any chance yeah I knew they'd been banned and even like as a kid you would hear these titles people say yeah these films and it's you know they had that air of mystery and dread around yeah them. yeah yeah and it was almost like a um, it was almost like a rite of passage wasn't it to be able to say that you'd seen all the films on the uh, video nasties list yeah. Um, yeah or you know seen any I remember watching a heavily cut version when it came out on video the early 90s or mid 80s 
Yeah, it was that Vipco one. Vipco, possibly. Yeah, they yeah they cut it heavily, and then I got a pirated copy of the uh, uncut version. It was basically more of the eye bit, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that bit later. Uh, synopsis. Yeah, give it a quick synopsis. Okay. Um, a derelict ship arrives in the harbour of New York. A very uh, it's a very late seventies, eighties New York. We can tell by the skyline. Yeah. Uh, the twin towers are pretty haunting to yeah. see in that. Yeah, yeah, I thought that. Uh, I'll get on with the synopsis. Boat arrives. Uh, police arrive. There's a you know there's no crew. Uh, zombie on the boat. Zombie bites someone. Uh, there's a bit of a mystery, you know, what's going on? Yeah, no gets shot boat. off the boat, so there's no. Yeah, one. yeah. So uh, uh, one of the coppers, one of the coppers investigating early on gets bitten uh, and killed. Yeah, bitten and killed. Uh, and then uh, a reporter is sent to investigate. Uh, uh, Peter West is sent to go and check out the boat, just find out what's going on. Meanwhile, uh, the boat's owner, uh, his daughter, has also gone to the boat to kind of see what she can piece together. The two kind of hook up together, team up, decide to investigate. They end up then going from New York to the island of Matul, um, to investigate where her father has disappeared. Is that and a real island or they made that up? That's a made-up island. Right, but it's in the West Indies. No, I think it's... I, is it? It's a bit vague, isn't it, like that? I know it's sort of... I think it's supposed to be in the West Indies. Sort of Haiti kind of... Well, yeah. the West Indies. Or well, that's... Yeah. Caribbean or Caribbean, however you want to say it. They're really vague about that, aren't they? Um, was it really shot in Guam? I'm only guessing... I'd, someone guessed the other night. It, it, I don't... I don't know. Yeah. Um, I should have maybe checked that before I come. Um... Yeah, so uh, they go to the island, and uh, the dead are walking the earth. Well, they're not, are they? Mayhem. What do you mean? They're not? Well, they're not when they first get there. Well, they are. Well, yeah, I suppose they are. Well, no, yeah, they are definitely. But there's... shit's going down. There's shit happening. Uh, I was carry on with the synopsis. Well, yeah. Go. So and then you know uh, uh, the the reporter and the daughter get embroiled on the island. They meet another couple, uh, zombie. Gory shenanigans in shoe. Uh, Zombie gory shenanigans. Yeah. Zombie shenanigans. I like that. Uh, yeah. That's, you know, just, you know, it just turns into your bog standard zombie attack movie. Well, I've got a few. Um, first of all, I can remember watching it when I was younger and absolutely loving it. And I watched it the other day. I had to watch a higher definition version because I haven't got a rediffusion telly to watch it on the Betamax. Oh, I love these technical facts. Yeah, but and high definition does it no favors at all. Yeah, that's why you want. To, I just watched one of the the old Betamaxes out of the pile. Yeah, but you've got a rusty old fucking telly from nineteen seventy fucking four, haven't you? I have it's a color. It's color. <laughs> <laughs> but I right. I'm going to go first here. All mm-hmm. right. I can appreciate how well made it was at the time. The acting's appalling. Especially from, well, put it this way, Mia Farrow got all the fucking, <laughs> she got all the talent in that sibling thing, didn't she? Because her sister is, she doesn't move her eyes for about five minutes. She, f- she's like a wet flannel. It's, it's, 
And you know, a lot of people say in stalker films, the teenagers do stupid shit. The adults in this do a lot of stupid shit. Where's the fight or flight reflex? That it, this is very much set in that old, in that old mindset of uh, where, for a lot of movies, it was generally accepted that you could be terrified and rooted to the spot. I think modern audiences are much more used to maybe a, a more uh, uh, certainly harder to film kind of reality whereby people would tend to fight back, and we also. We also see films now where the characters live in the same world yeah. we do, so they're aware of horror films. They know, right? There's, you a, know, there's a scene we wouldn't be that shocked by a zombie well, now, no, right? Because we're so familiar, but we're being presented with a world in characters where they are the idea, literally, of the dead. They are so shocked they can, they just stand there like statues as their throats get bitten out. But I, I, that's one of the reasons I'm not, I'm not scared of zombies because an, an assailant I could just like shove up, shove off and wander off. That woman who gets her neck bitten out, she had literally five minutes to run away. Do you mean Oretta Gay? Yeah, the one who was uh, doing the naked swimming. I, I, she did it all naked, didn't she? Yeah, pretty much. She yeah. literally couldn't <laughs> keep her top on. <laughs> yeah. Well, she was the one who gets accosted by a zombie underwater. Yeah. Is that the one when we had that, um, the classic yeah, zombie we, versus shark scene? Let's build, let's build up onto that, Mark, because I've got things to say about that. Should we do a quick, should we just do a quick cast? Yeah. I mean, it's a shit. I mean, no, no offence, but they're all pretty terrible. They are pretty terrible. Um, Ian, Ian McCulloch. Is he the reporter? Isn't he also the lead singer of Echo in the Bunnymen? That's not him, is it? Clearly. Who's... No, no, it's not the same guy, but what's the... Echo in the Bunnymen, I think. Is it Ian McCulloch? It is McCulloch, I think. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, he plays reporter Peter West, and the only remarkable thing about him is that he is rocking an early Trump haircut. He has got a Trump haircut. It's fucking terrible, isn't it, his haircut? um, Yeah, so that's basically all we can say about him. Uh... Is it Tisa Far- T- Teaser Teaser Faro Teaser Faro, yeah. uh, who is literally um, like a wet bit of sponge in this film? Which is either a wet bit of sponge or a solid piece of wood. Did you spot the early poor piece of acting uh, when she's trying to sneak onto the boat? It's almost Naked Gun esque. Yeah. She hides. She hides behind a trash can. <laughs> it is. Uh, I and you need to see it to really get just how bad my first that is. But my first impression of her was, like, uh, I know she's on a boat and there's some horribles happen on her father's boat, but she does blink for, like, five minutes. No, no, she's terrible. But that whole scene, when to, she ain't got a lot to work with, and to be fair, that whole scene is really badly directed. When the coppers are interrogating you know, pseudo questioning her, interrogating her on the boat. Yeah, it just—it's just really badly. Well, the other thing they would have taken her down to the station, wouldn't they? Yeah, they'd they be talking like on this. the fucking boat with the chalk, with like the taped outline of the dead cop on the floor. But the, the, I think one of the issues the actors had was some of them were speaking Italian. I think they all spoke their native language unless they were given it to say phonetically. 
That's right. I, yeah, you're right. I think that the the reported boss. I can't tell whether he's dubbed or just speaking really badly. Well, that's Lu- that, his boss is Lucio Fulci. Oh, is it? Yeah, he's doing a cameo. His right. boss would like you know like um, he's got a bit of a sweep over any glasses. Yeah, that is the maestro of gore, Lucio Fulci, um, and he didn't really speak English at all. So I would imagine he was dubbed because it's kind of like a weird Christopher Walken. Well, all the, yes. all the emphasis is in the wrong place. Yeah, he de- I mean, he, yeah, he has a real brief part. Um, Ian McCulloch was a British actress, actor, I should say. Who was, Be- was the doctor? Richard Johnson, right? Well, Richard Johnson was British. He, um, he's been in a lot of stuff. Richard Johnson, you'd be you'd be amazed well, at what a, you give, don't remember him being in. Well, give me some things. Okay, he was. You remember? I think we were chatting about it the other week. He was in. Um, he was in Robert Wise's The Haunting, which is, which was an early adaptation, I think, of Shirley Jackson's The Haunting of Hill House, I yeah. think. Um, that was 1963. Yeah. Um, that was, that's, to our crowd, that was probably his biggest thing. Um, he was also in... Uh, he was in... A, uh, he was in a Anthony and Cleopatra. Really? Yeah, and that was, what, 74... Yeah. He was in Aces High. Do you remember that? I think that was like a World War One dogfight film. Yeah. Um, that was 76. Uh, he was in A Man for All Seasons. Do you remember that? About um, Henry VIII and um, Oliver Cromwell. Oh, was it Oliver Cromwell? No. Thomas Cromwell. Man for All Seasons. I think it was Thomas Cromwell. Anyway, he was in Man for All Seasons. He was in The Monster Club, which I think also had Vincent Price and... Yeah. A lot of the actors that were in old Universal films. Right, okay. Lon Chaney might have been in it. I never, I never remember what he looks like, but I think he may have been in it. Um, <laughs> with Man of a Thousand Faces. With a Thousand... No, of a Thousand of, Faces. Not with. Um, <laughs> Here's a real shocker. Richard Johnson was also married to Kim Novak. Was he? Yeah, for, for one year. The, the blonde bombshell? Yeah, Kim Novak. Kind of thing about it. Yeah, Kim Novak. Really? Yes, he was married to her between 1965 and 1966. I know, it's crazy, isn't it? Fucking dropped the ball there, didn't he? Well, he totally dropped the ball. He ended up appearing in Zombie Flesh Eaters later on in his career. He wondered what was really... Went downhill a bit. He had a real... He had a really checkered kind of career. He did, he's in I, lots bet of he ended, I bet he ended up doing episodes of Tales of the Unexpected. He might have appeared in one. I mean, he's, he was in loads and loads of stuff. He was quite a recognisable face... Of, yeah. of a certain time, he, he does carry a bit of gravitas in the film. To, he's, he's, to be fair, oh yeah, no, he just, looks good on screen. He looks convincing on screen. It's just his character's a bit. Well, it's really half, but this real sort of underdeveloped, isn't it? Yeah. Because you're kind of led to believe. Maybe I missed it, but you're led to believe that somehow he's up to something, and his wife doesn't trust him. His wife hates him, and well, but, you know, he, you know, he knows what's going on. He knows there's dead coming back to life, but he sends his wife back home. It's just it's just a weird character. Because he, kn- he shoots his mate in the head. Yeah. And then all these other people die, and he doesn't shoot them in the so head. It's all, yeah, so he's just kind of maybe in a bit of denial, and he still believes that science can kind of get him out of it. And it, I mean, and I mean to maybe clarify, 
this is real old school zombies, isn't it? This is this yeah, is mad shuffling. This is voodoo. Spoon. This is voodoo business, isn't it? It's not. Yeah, it's not an inexplicable. It's they a, just arrive. They're just. Um, you don't get. They just say, "Oh, it's an old voodoo curse," isn't it? I think they do. They don't I go into that, how it started. It's, it's just. Oh, yes, a voodoo curse. Well, the villager, the villager that helps out in the hospital, he seems to know a bit more about it. Yeah. The only black guy on the island in the West Indies. Well, yeah, that isn't a zombie. <laughs> He's not actually too bad an actor. No, he does a lot. He doesn't. He I didn't write down his name. I did. I, I got to be honest with you. One of the one things I will say about zombie flesh eaters is that it's got the worst credits to a movie. It doesn't list half of the. It doesn't list half of the cast. It doesn't list most. It, mate, there's so much of it that isn't listed. The guy swimming with the zombie. We'll get onto that in a minute. The, the guy swimming with the shark. It doesn't even list him in any of it. In the credits, it's terrible credit. Yeah, they have, I think they do the the first five people. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Don't get me wrong; I did enjoy it. Hang on, hang on. We're, we're just let me just do the cast. Right. Okay. Get, let's just get the cast out of the way. So, uh, Tisa Farrow, terrible actress. She's Anne Bowles, who's the daughter of the partner of partner the of of uh, Richard Johnson's character. Uh, which is Dr. Maynard? Dr. Maynard? Maynard. Dr. Maynard. Um, Al... Al... Cliver? Cliver. Cliver. <laughs> Al Cliver. Right. How would you say that? How is it spelled? Cliver. Al Cliver. How is it spelled? C-L-I-V-E-R. Cliver. Al Cliver. It's got to be Al Cliver, isn't it? Al Cliver. Al Cliver. Uh, well, okay, who the fuck is Al Or it Cliver? could even be Cleaver. Well, who the fuck is Al Cleaver? He's Brian Hull. He's Brian Hull. Who's Brian Hull? You're talking to Brian Hull. That's one of the key lines in the whole film. Is it? Brian Hull. You're talking to Brian Hull. He says it in a way as well that is though who Brian is Hull. I can't fucking picture it now. Brian Hull is the... Jesus, Mark. Stop saying Brian Hull. He's the guy that owns the boat that they charter to get to the island. And he's ma- he's his girlfriend. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the blonde guy. He's actually Italian as well, right, so he okay. would have been speaking Italian in yeah. terms of dubbing. Oh. So, in it, I, I mean, I'm guessing, I'm guessing his name is a stage name. He probably wanted it to be Al Cleaver. Yeah. Being an Italian, maybe he got the spelling wrong. So yeah. now he's got a name, and it's Al. It either looks like Al Cliver or Cliver or Cliver, but it's probably Cleaver. Al Cleaver. Anyway, Al Cleaver. Stop is saying Al Cleaver. Al Cleaver. Yeah. It could be any. <laughs> I think it's probably Cleaver. Okay. So he's Brian Hull uh, and Olga Kalatos. She sounds oh. Italian. Is she the? His, She's actually Greek. Is she the wife of the doctor. Yeah. We'll get onto her in a bit. Well, okay. And Oretta Gay uh, uh, is Susan Barrett, who's. Uh, Brian Hull's uh, bit of stuff on the boat. Like, who literally can't keep her top on. No, she can't. Um, but the, yeah, there's like a key bit early on where he, he says, you're talking to Brian Hull, as if he's got the coolest sounding name in the world. <laughs> Brian Hull? Well, yeah, in Brian Hull, really, he sounds like the kind of guy 
Oh, I don't know. That say maybe regularly goes to car boot sales as a seller in the hopes of offloading his massive collection of rusty tools. Either that or he's the bloke down the pub who sells you tobacco on the, on the sly. Yeah. You see Brian? Yeah, Brian up. Have you seen Brian? Oh, Brian L. Yeah, you know, has he got any? Brian yeah. Brian um, L. Yeah, so that's pretty <laughs> much the, that's pretty much the key cast. Uh, another interesting fact, Olga Karlatos, yes. who plays the Doctor's wife, yes. also played Prince's mum what? in Purple Rain. No, she didn't. She did. Fucking hell. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so... Um, so we've done the cast, and uh, we said a little, we obviously went through the synopsis. Um, the film really goes wrong. And I mean, this, I'll give you my take on it. Go on. It's terrible and awesome, and sometimes even at the same time. But there are bits that are so shockingly cheap and crap, yeah. and then there are other bits that are just genuinely shocking. Um, the the my biggest irritation about the whole thing is it is a whole bait and switch. It starts out in New York, or it doesn't really, but it essentially starts out in New York. Um, you see all those great New York landscapes. Yeah, the story sort of is about to kick off, and you think, oh, this is good. It's going to be like zombies in New York. Yeah, and then it goes to like your cliched. Like underpopulated tropical island. I mean, there's literally about yeah, what, I mean, five people all, living on that island. Well, neither is because they're all fucking zombies. I, I, what got me was the the silliness of the characters. Um, should we talk about the the eyeball scene? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's probably there's a there's a beautiful lady having a having a shower. Well, she. We should say her one scene before that, what I think is very clever. Um, I mean, she's acting just like the, she's just playing the part of hysterical, nagging, crazy wife. Um, yeah, but is she? Well, because well, there's shit going on. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, but. I um, think she's got a right to be fucking hysterical. Oh, but it, then she just goes and has a shower. She she should certainly be nervous. <laughs> she be nervous. You know, um,. Her eyes are so emphasised in that. Yeah, if you go back scene, and watch yeah. that first scene, her, I mean, she's got beautiful eyes. Olga Kalatos, she's a beautiful lady, got beautiful eyes. The lighting in everything, in that first scene when she's arguing with her husband, um, it's impossible not to notice her eyes, yeah, think, which yeah. is a real good... Kind of, it's setting it up nicely. Foreshadowing. For the, yes. For the atrocities that are going to happen later on, no, the, atro- it is kind it of is atrocity. atrocity. The yeah. first time, the first few times I watched it, and it is fucking gory when you see the whole scene. Uh, and then I watched it again a few years ago, and I watched it again the other night, and I thought, "What? what she couldn't blink." Well, I don't know. You get, that's your one takeaway. Well, no, but she can. Right, she's got one hand on her head, pulling her hair, pulling her hair towards that spike. If somebody's pulling your hair, you can move your head to start to the side. You can do that. You can do that. There's no way. It depends how tightly they're gripping your hair. No, she couldn't even scalp. blink. If it was right close to your scalp, you couldn't do a lot. No, I'm not. If right. I if I grab the end of, I mean, she had long hair. If I grab the end of it, yeah, she'd have a lot of like slack. If I grabbed it really tight to her scalp, she wouldn't be able to move her head much. 
I've not grabbed a lot of women by the hair, Jamie. No, I'm not. You went down this way. Um, it, that whole that that whole eyeball, maybe to clarify for viewers, maybe some people haven't seen it. Essentially, um, she's trying to blockade a door. She's trying to put a chest of drawers yeah. in front of a door. A hand, a zombie hand, punches through the door, grabs her hair, and then in really lingering, or it's not slow motion, but it takes ages to happen. It's she's almost... slowly, very so so slowly poured. Her eyeballs poured onto a splinter jutting out of the door. And I mean, it don't cut away, does no, it? It, it really it, it, it sticks it's almost, in, it's breaks it off. graphic. Yeah. Um, that's the genius of it, is that you kind that's of think... That's shot, isn't it? Yeah, and you kind of think it's going to cut now. It's yeah, going to cut now. Cut oh, no. Cut now. oh, no, it's gone in. Oh, it's still going in. Yeah. Oh, now it's twisted. Yeah, and now, the, now it's... <laughs> yeah, now it's yeah, now it's snapped up. Oh, Jesus. It does, still makes my eyes water. It's so well done as well. I mean, It is I, really well done. Um, it looks great. And she and she looks good. She's a great choice for yeah, that. I mean, I mean the, 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 the whole film balances on two scenes. There's that scene and the shark scene. Okay, should we go into the shark scene? We can go into the shark scene. The woman who's Brian Oles misses... Likes going for a swim with her. I thought you. Did, I thought you had notes. I've got notes. Right, you, right. Brian Hall's missus was Susan Barrett. You played write by, the names down. Well, that, that's a ha- by Oretta Gay. Oh, okay. She goes for a swim. Why is she going for a swim? Well, they're out in the Caribbean. She's you know it's a nice day. I know it's stupid. It's she's inexplicable. She's going for a swim, and I talk, <laughs> somebody taps her on the shoulder. That's not quite. It is quite. quite. It is exactly that. She's she hiding from a shark? Isn't she's hiding from a tiger shark? Yeah, against the against like a reef. Against the reef, and then you see this hand slowly land on her shoulder. But did you uh, uh, do you ever realise how averse to coral zombies are? Well, why should they be? Well, because she just grabs that bit of coral and goes. It's sharp, isn't it, coral? Well, zombie ain't going to give a shit. Well, his eyes. But he didn't look for his eyes. Oh, what do you mean he didn't look through his eyes? They don't look through their eyes, well, do they? they? Look, hang on. Hang, easy, on, hang on, on. They don't. They, Mark, apparently, they don't see film, through their eyes. There's two zombies that have got their eyes open. All the other zombies have got their eyes shut in the whole film. Right. So you're right. He doesn't, he's not looking for his eyes. But do they have pain receptors? I don't know. Right, hang on. If you Hang on. You've seen enough zombie films. If there's a zombie that's had both of his eyes destroyed, yeah. he's still going to come for you. You know, it might be a distraction. What do you mean? What? Well, do you, he might be dis- What? He might get. He got distracted by her putting coral in his eyes. But zombies don't zombies get distracted. Coral aren't fucking it. leaves. It's hard and fucking jagged. I know it'd get. It'd hurt my eyes, but I don't believe it'd hurt an underwater zombie's eyes. <laughs> That's the first time you've ever said that phrase. Should, should we maybe? Should we maybe address the nudity? No. Why? Because well, I like it. The bit where she... Because <laughs> I like it. The bit where she... Come on. Uh, the bit where she's strapping on her tank... Right. ...to go skin diving. Yeah. I mean, we need to talk about it, Mark. The ca- it is so leering. I mean... Well, of course it is. It's fucking... And it's an old, it's an old film. 
It's an old horror film. It's an old horror film, and she's a beautiful lady. But that's what we—that's what we love about these old horror films, isn't it? That's what I love about them. And I mean, she's gorgeous. That's not what I love about old horror films. You don't love this part about them. It's just just nonplussed, mate. Eh? You're nonplussed about what? Well, because yeah, when you're thirteen and you're watching it surreptitiously, and there's boobs and zombies, you're amazed because you don't get to see boobs all the time. But I'm nearly fucking fifty. I've seen all sorts of shapes and sizes of boobs. I still rarely see any boobs. <laughs> I've got to be honest with you. Zombie flesh eaters is the most boobs I've seen in about five years. <laughs> I'm sure it's not. No, no, really. Um, well, no, I just... But it, it's such a part of it as well. I mean, that the whole... I mean, like you said, when Olga Kalutos, Kalatos, when she loses her eyeball... The whole setup to that scene is her having a shower is completely unnecessary. It is completely unnecessary. I can't believe she's just had a massive row with her husband about all this shit going on and she just goes home and pops in the shower. It is also did you also notice that there's a fortuitously placed mirror? Yeah. Like so you you, you, you get to see both sides. You get to see her from the front, you get to see her from the You get to see four boobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it, yeah, it is, it is kind of a... Li- the camera is kind of... It's leering, lingering and leering. Like it did in the 80s. I mean, when when Oretta Gay get, puts a tank on in that, it, it's still lingering on her when she's doing up the strap between her legs. I mean, it, it just they just don't... They don't film them like that anymore, Mark. I think we need to get you laid, Jamie. No, no, no. I just you know. <laughs> fucking out. Right, should we just get yeah, back, sorry, to, just yeah, get back to the fucking zombie? Yeah, yeah, let's move on. Right, that zombie was played by the shark wrangler with a... Should, ha- hang on, do, do you want to say what happens in the scene? Yeah, say what happens in the scene. Do you want to do that? No. Okay. All right, so, yeah, so she goes uh, skin diving. Gets a tap on the shoulder. She get. Well, no, she sees the shark first. Yeah. Um... She swims up. She warns the boat. It goes a bit Jaws, doesn't it? Because the shark rams the boat. Yeah. I don't know what's up with the shark. Um, then she goes to hide underwater from the shark. Yeah. And then the zombie appears. She escapes. And then the zombie ends up fighting the shark. So it's basically a zombie v shark. shark which... And it's a real... We should clarify to modern day listeners. There's no CGI bullshit or anything like that. This was a real shark. It was a real guy underwater, dressed as a zombie, yeah. with the shark. With no visible airline either. Well, he, he was, he wouldn't, he didn't have an airline, he just dived and did it, I think. He, he was a free guy. Down, he must have dived down about seven or eight fucking times. Oh yeah, he wouldn't all, yeah, he wouldn't have all done it in one go. He, it, I mean, there's quite a few cuts in there, but, it, I, I mean, we, in what we should also say, it looks amazing. It, it does. That in the eyeball day, scene is is the best scene in the film by a mile. I mean, it, they cheated. You know, yeah, they wouldn't get away with it today. I don't. Well, they sedated the shark. He, they heavily sedated the shark. Or it's a shark wrangler. It was his shark, apparently. I don't know how you. Have it was it. his shark. I don't that, know how you have a shark. Well, the the the, the name of the the guy that played he wouldn't. He, this guy wasn't credited, but the the guy that played the underwater zombie uh, was Ramon Bravo. He sounds like he owns a shark. He, well, he is a fish wrangler. Um, he, and he was like... Can you imagine that? What do you do for a living? I'm a fish wrangler, baby. <laughs> or wouldn't you just like, no, don't say fish, just say shark. 
Well, okay, but he probably would have said shark rat. I'm saying fish. He probably said shark rat. I'm rango. thinking we, yeah, you're not going to put that on your CV, are you? He probably even said shark trainer. He may not have even said wrangler. Um, he probably, okay, but he can't. Yeah, but he, you wouldn't get away with having heavily sedating a fucking shark these days. I think he end. I think he may have. Yeah, no. Yeah, I think um, like Petter or whoever. Well, it, it's not. You shouldn't be doing it anyway, really. Well, well, you shouldn't really. Yeah, let's not get into the moral. Let's not get into the moral quagmire of whether you should tranquilize a shark or not, Mark. It's well, a minefield. <laughs> well, um, the, well, no, I agree with you. The, yeah, the, but they wouldn't the need to do it. Rules are different now. then. Yeah, yeah, of course it's, it's, it was, and they wouldn't need to do it now. They wouldn't need, you know, the, the to go to that trouble now. They wouldn't, you know, they'd just do it on a computer. Um, Lucio Fulci didn't actually direct any of that underwater stuff. Who did it? Well, I kind of, I, I kind of hit a bit of a wall with this one, mate. Um, I'm pretty sure it was the second unit director, and I think he is credited. I, I haven't written his name down. That's a bit of a mistake on my part. I didn't write his name down. Um, I think it was the second unit director that did that. Because right. Lucio Fulci thought that a whole zombie fish thing would just look stupid. No, it looks amazing. Oh, no, it, it looks better than the rest of the film, Lucio. Uh, but then, it, but then, if you were talking to someone and they said, oh, "I've got this great bit in a film where the zombie fights a shark," you'd be like, "Oh, hang on, that sounds a bit." I mean, it does look amazing. It, does it look... looks better than anything else in it. Really, yeah, it's the best scene of the film by a mile. Yeah, even to this day, it's got a bit of power yeah, to it. Yeah, uh, it's uh, very powerful because you're like the first when you watch it when you're a kid, you're like, "Fucking hell, did they do that?" Right, we're back in the game. Uh, we just discussed the uh, the shark scene, which is we've both agreed it's the best scene in the film. It's a five star scene in what would otherwise generally be. I think the shark scene in the eyeball scene and the nudity in my mind make it a five star film. Right, so if you go take the nudity, eh, what would you take it down to? I'd still give it a five for the eyeball scene. Right. Just, I mean, it, it, and that's not the only good gore is in it. I mean, we should. I mean, no, there's a reason. It, there's a reason that Lucio Fulci is regarded as the maestro of gore. Um, and it may be worth just some of our listeners. They may never have heard of him. Um, he made a lot of kind of ex- like exploitation movies in the very late seventies. Early. I mean, he had a long career in Italian films he yeah. made all kinds of different genres um, uh, he was very much just a, a working director he'd do all kinds of things but uh, late 70s through the 80s he was particularly well known for doing these kind of you know really nihilistic uh, bleak uh, gory horror films um, that really made his name and I mean he ended up like I say he ended up being regarded as the maestro of gore um, he directed the beyond. The beyond. Uh, he did House by the Cemetery, uh, New York Ripper. Uh, one of his earlier Jallo films was uh, Don't Torture a Duckling. Um, he also did Conquest, which was like a sort of. I mean, it was really bad, but it was kind of like a sword and sorcery film. Uh, and he did The Gates of Hell. Uh, did he do any cannibal films? I don't know that I don't know that Lucio Fulcio did any cannibal any cannibal films, to be honest. Um, 
his uh, his longtime collaborator on special effects, who worked on zombie flesh eaters, uh, was Giannetto De Rossi. Gian- Giannetto De Rossi. Did you uh, research how to say that name? No, no, I no. Well, I, I did practice, but I'm, I'm still not sure I'm, I'm getting it right. But um, I'm sure it's right. He and the, I mean the, the effects, the effects of zombie flesh eaters. I think what I mean, they're horrible. Uh, and you can think of a lot of Hollywood films, you know, even of that time, like late seventies. It's the lingering shots, I thought. Oh, they're a lot more lingering, but the the uh, a lot of Hollywood gore. You know, like the chest buster in Alien. Yeah. Right? You would go and pick that up. What are you talking about? Well, because you know, it's a rubber. If if you came to my effects workshop, no, it's not. It's a it's an effect. Right. It's a rubber effect. Yeah. If you come to my effects shop, yeah. I'd say, look at this rubber monster I've made. Did he use, use real meat and stuff? I would, I would imagine he probably did in some places. Yeah, he def- I mean, he uses real maggots. Yeah. I mean, when they're popping out the ground, and that shit looks horrible. It does you, look horrible. You know, but that that like I say, that's that bit where they conveniently land in a con- is it Conquistador's graveyard? Conquistadore. One, they'd all be skeletons. Yeah. And they're not. Oh, there's so many issues with that scene. (laughs) And that's the scene that really annoyed me with the woman screaming for five minutes, watching this thing coming out the ground and not running away. (laughs) I'm like, just fucking get up. She she could have just ambled off. I would recommend... She could have just wandered off. I would recommend to anyone that wants a good laugh at a really bad, clichéd horror film scene should see that part in zombie film where they let's take Convic- a break yeah. and lie down no because they just crashed the van haven't they yeah then they run off into the jungle yeah. his legs playing up and they're like oh, oh, let's, just, let's just let's just let's take a break yeah really great <laughs> and they like they like they're literally led down on the ground in uh teaser pharaoh uh she, oh god oh oh peter i'm so scared I don't think we're gonna make it off this island. And like he's ah, oh, it's okay, baby. We'll be safe. <laughs> don't think he said okay, baby. Well, I mean, but essentially, he puts some moves on her. He starts slogging her, and then the zombie hands start coming out of the ground. I mean, it's ter- that is terrible. It is. It is. It's the worst scene in the film because they just pop out and they've got they've got fresh maggots coming out of the mouth, and they are real maggots, and they are There's real no maggots. That yeah, was, that's good. That, that was the point where the H, the high definition, let it down because you could see. The guys with masks on. It was real rubbery, really plasticky. Rubber, rubbery masks on. And it took me out of the film quite a lot. Some of that stuff you could... <laughs> it took you out of the film. Well, it takes you out of the <laughs> fucking... Do you know what I mean? A real I bad effect can, can take you out of the film um, for a little bit. But, I mean, that just I keep going back to it, but that woman just sat there waiting patiently for this fucking zombie. Oh, he really has her neck. He has well. her neck. Gouting bit of go- I mean, there's good arterial spray on. But that she could have just pushed him away. Well, yeah, I know. But <laughs> she could just push him away. But these people have never seen a zombie film before. Fight or flight would kick in. Yeah, I'm sure it would. I sh- yeah, I know. But then, but then, there wouldn't be a film. That would that would require choreography and like for a victim to fight back, the director needs to do stuff. Where, whereas, we'll just stand there. 
It makes it easier for the director, <laughs> doesn't it? It's like, right, you don't. Re- you're so terrified. It's a cheat. It's just. It's it lazy. Yeah. It's lazy old horror film thinking. And I mean, as much as zombie flesh eaters push the button, or you know, push the envelope in certain areas, like the gore, Gore-wise, yeah. With the characterization and the reactions, I mean, it's so old-fashioned. I mean, it may as well be been like an old black and white. Universal film, the way they react to monsters. Oh, I'm so scared. I literally can't move. You're literally biting my neck out, and I'm so scared yeah, I still well, can't it's, move. It's, it, one of the reasons zombies never scared me, they only scare you, really, when there's hordes of them. And there was never more than seven in the whole film. Yeah, they never really build they, they, up they, much they, of a I mean, horde. When there's, they, 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 there's a kind of a siege at the end. I know I'm jumping ahead a bit here. There's a kind of siege at the end where there's a load of zombies walking towards the uh, hospital church, and there's a few in the church that the doctor's not fucking destroyed first. Yeah, you just think they're, if you're dick, that doctor's, they're dicks. Aren't see, they? they are fucking stupid. If that yeah. doctor, if I was that doctor and I saw all those people coming back to life, set fire to the church, get me wife, get on a boat, leave. Why is he so insistent? I don't know. He just it doesn't, doesn't make any sense. Because, I mean, I mean, it's got a nice beach and everything, but I, there's nothing really much going for the there's island nothing. of Matul. There's nothing there. I've there's, long there's... wanted to leave Matul, but I've just got to stay, I've got to stay on Matul. I've got, <laughs> I've got to stay Will here. you stay on Matul? Stay on Matul with me. <laughs> was that Italian or Jamaican? What was that accent? I don't know. <laughs> But no, it, <laughs> and then um, obviously that that woman who stands there waiting for the zombie to bite her for ten minutes, she gets turned into a zombie, and then wanders up to her husband Brian Hull. Brian Hull, and he fucking stands, and he there, stands there for ten minutes, going, oh, she's shuffling over. It's like, come on. But at least, but at least on that occasion, you could get why he was a little bit hesitant because it was his girlfriend, you know. Uh, and and then and they'd never they'd never seen a zombie film before, Mike. They didn't know what zombies were. These people didn't know what zombies were. They live in a world where they literally did not know what they'd never even heard of them. Yeah, I know, but you know, there's something amiss when people start coming out of the fucking ground. <laughs> pretty, yeah, something what major amiss. There's loads of people coming out of the ground. What should we do? Get back on the boat and fuck off? Yeah. But they all seem very <laughs> they're done. They, That's yeah, it. I know they just, they're all very slow on the uptake, aren't like they? Like the really? zombies. They're, I mean, I agree with what you say. When they're in the hospital, the nurse the, oh, the nurse stands there for ages. Yeah. And she stands bit. there for ages, um, screaming, yeah. waiting for it to come to her. Um, and again, it's like if you're in a siege situation. Kill off the zombies that you've already got in the fucking building. Don't just yeah. The obviously of the obvious paint gun blacks when they shot people in the head as well. You see that in the high definition. I thought some of those were quite good. They're pretty squibby. Yeah, you, you just see it's, it's it's a paint gun. Well, I love a good squib though. The blood's off in it. The blood. Yeah, the blood. No, the blood's too. It's that. It's that early eighties, late seventies, bright red blood. It's a bit too runny. It's not. It doesn't yeah, it's get, uh, nip down. Nip down to B and Q. Get some Dulux, will you? Yeah, the blood's off. <laughs> Let's get the get some scarlet. Uh, I should. Uh, I, I also maybe should. Well, I tip my hat to my friend Ben, who did mention that. 
a conquistadore conquistador helmet um, in that climate would have rusted would have been rusted to shit it wouldn't have yeah. lasted that long well the bodies wouldn't have lasted that long well no and they wouldn't have still had maggots in them no, maggots eat flesh they don't eyes, right? yeah, no, they they just just skeletons come yeah. out yeah yeah that bit was a bit bogus um, I do like the way he says conquistadore <laughs> I didn't enjoy that <laughs> oh I'm so tired from all these zombies why don't we lie down in this cemetery for five minutes yeah seems Dick to be a good move that's a good idea the other bit I did, well, they put um, Bill Hull. Brian Hull. Is it? It's Brian <laughs> Hull. They put Brian Hull on the boat to take back with them. Yeah. As proof. <laughs> and, and it's like, wait, no. Kick him off the fucking ship. <laughs> you don't need that. There's a whole island of fucking zombies wandering around. The whole, uh, To be honest, the whole climax in the hospital is a little bit disappointing the doctor goes out oh, really. he goes out like a bitch and it, I mean it doesn't his character goes nowhere that they waste him really no because you think there's you think there's he's got an ulterior motive and yeah. his motive is like this can't be happening but it is all around you get in your boat and fuck off who who Mark were, was playing those voodoo drums I don't know the other black bloke on the island you couldn't see? Well, that Oretta Gay, her character really goes crazy with the drums, doesn't she? She's like, oh, God, I can't take it anymore. The voodoo drums, the voodoo, they won't stop. They won't stop. Who, who was playing them? Well, the, the, like I say, the, 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 the ex. There was no one, there was no one there. You never saw any, you never saw a single person hit a drum. No. But there were drums. There were drums. There's one black bloke on the whole island that's covered in voodoo. Do you think there was any kind of commentary on race or any sort of... A bit that seemed near the beginning that that stood out for me was in the autopsy scene for the copper. Yeah, yeah. And there's a a white... Yeah. um, Autopsy, what what do they call it? He's a doctor, isn't he? Yeah, like a coroner. A coroner. Medical examiner. And he's having a go at his... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't just for no reason. Yeah. It's like, why have they put that in there? What is And then he starts berating him about the quality of his scalpel. And (laughs) he's, he's having a go at this black guy about the quality of his scalpel. I'm really berating him. And you're like, are these two going to be in it anymore? Then the scene ends and it's, it's like, what the fuck was that about? But then, then he's really having a go at him. But then, but then, but maybe that isn't. I mean, was there know, more to that autopsy scene originally? Do you think? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you don't, you don't see him. You don't really see anything in that, do you? Maybe it was unrelated to race. Maybe it was just he was maybe just a bit incompetent. He couldn't recognise. He was saying to him, "This looks like a bite mark." And the black chap is going. He's just shaking his head, going, "No, no, no, no." no. And the other guy is going, "This looks like someone's bitten him." He's like, "No, no." <sighs> and then he moans at him about his scalpel. It just seems a very odd scene. Yeah, I don't... Yeah. So yeah, that's pure. But then... It's almost like that was taken from a different film. I don't know. It just seemed, like, really off. Yeah. It, yeah. I. But then... Uh, yeah, I agree with you. That, yeah, I did think that. It, I, I must have been... I, like, I, watched it night, I watched it with a couple of people the other night, and they also said that scene just seemed... 
I, I, not so much necessarily it was racist no, no, or anything like that, that but it, it just, just seemed just, well why have they put that in believe, believe in the even the way that they the one of them was really having a go at the other didn't it didn't need to be like that did it yeah, it, didn't, it, did it, it didn't add anything to the um, although having said that don't the black chap refer to don't he say like oh this poor bastard died I mean that's not very professional if you work in like a hospital or you're like right. a coroner's officer or something and you're examining a body, you wouldn't generally look up and say, ah, oh, this poor bastard boarded by bleeding out of his throat. Or whatever you say. I don't know. People are used to it every day. I mean, maybe maybe he was just not very good at his job. Yeah, well, let's, I, I don't know why they put it in the film. No, I know. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, a weird scene. <laughs> but then... Um, but then, it, I, I, as the film ends, uh, the voodoo curse has spread to America. Okay. Well, it's over that, coming from that copper, it <coughs> fell off the boat. Yeah, it has. It has. Um, but that's come from the, the island of Matul. Yeah. And we discover on Matul that the conquistadores had been there. So the white man had obviously been to this yeah. island. The white man was there again because Dr. Maniard, him and his wife, I noticed, live in a pretty plush... Yeah, well, of course you would. ...pretty of nice house on the quid. island. Everyone else is living in, like, a shanty town. Are they? Yeah, they're living in, like, bloody straw huts. He's got a pretty nice facility. Out but the, vo- the voodoo comes, came from the African slaves. Yeah, but they're not, they weren't slaves. Well, of course they fucking were. What then? No, but they originally. That's what the voodoo, oh, yeah, a lot of the voodoo it, came from Africa. It didn't come from yeah, well, it, originally. Yeah, it, kind of, it was mixed with Christianity, wasn't it? It kind of it was a bit of a it was witch doctors basically. Yeah, it was or a what lot, you would call a witch doctor. It, it was some stuff that come from Africa, but then it mixed with Christianity. There's a lot of Chris, like weird Christianity stuff mixed in with voodoo. Um, but but there's almost the idea. So there's there's a voodoo curse on the white people that had come to the island, the white people take it back to... And you you know that white people had been there causing trouble before because the conquistadores... Had causing it, trouble? Well, they, wouldn't do it. they were up to no good, Mark, I suspect. <laughs> well, I mean, they just have you know, they just well, their boots, I don't know. It's just... Uh, they probably decimated the island, killed all the natives. Yeah, that's brought, what I mean. And then brought slaves over from another continent. Exactly. That's just that's cool. why that's this just voodoo... causing a ruckus, isn't well, it? Well, that's why this voodoo curse has maybe been. What do you think of the ending? When they get back to New York, and there's <laughs> there's seven. <laughs> it's, it's it's supposed to be the zombie hordes. Yeah, oh, yeah. And there's like nine of them on a bridge. It is, li- and it... the traffic underneath is just going as normal. It does. Nobody's bothered. <laughs> and, and, and the traffic's still going in both yeah. directions. <laughs> that's the crucial thing. It's, it's not even as though they're all going in one direction to get away. They are literally just still commuting to work. On a, it's not quite as much of an apocalypse as no, they may have led you to believe. There's 12 men shuffling across a bridge. Honey, and, you won't believe what I saw on my way to work this morning. It's New, it's New York, isn't it? They don't give a fuck. They'll just carry on. Yeah, yeah, it's New York in the in early 80s, which was a fucking... They probably wouldn't even notice there was fucking zombies there in, in that year. Yeah, no. New York was a fucking horrendous place to be. In that Nightmare time. City. Yeah, Nightmare City. That's what they City. called it. But, um, yes, it's 
Fucking it looks great though, doesn't it? it, 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 it even looks, though, any yeah. scenes of New York. I mean, even that scene of the Brooklyn, but even though, it is you know, in terms Bridge, of the, yeah, and I mean, in terms of the film, it it doesn't work. It does really undercut it. Those car, they couldn't afford to yeah, shut the bridge yeah. for the day. Um, it does undercut it. It looks like they just shot it on the fly. Yeah, yeah. I suspect a lot of it was what would maybe be regarded as a bit like guerrilla filmmaking yeah, now. Yeah. I think some of the scenes early on in the harbour were maybe sort of done. Well, that was done fly. with a couple of um, harbour cops, apparently. Or yeah, or, they and they wore their, their uniforms. uniforms I think Teaser Farrow might have just been wandering past and they just got her to be in the film. She looks massively like her sister. She does, but... But she it, cannot... She she just, cannot act, mate. It's... I know, it's painful, isn't it? And, I mean, she gets worse. She starts bad. Yeah. And she just gets worse. I think at the end, all she really does is... She, doesn't she hand the two blokes a couple of Molotovs? Yeah. I think that's about as far as she's tested later on in the film, really. No, yeah. Peter, I'm she so scared. Any... I don't think we're going to make it off this island. Has she been in anything else? No, God, I hope not. I really hope she hasn't been in anything else. Um, yeah, the, the, the climate, yeah, the siege in the hospital, the fire is good. Because yeah. you, you, I mean, you, you, there was a point where the the guy's got a rifle and he's shooting them. I think just shoot him in the head. Yeah, then they're just not. I know, but they 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 they're not used to. Zombies. The doctor's been shooting them in the head. He's worked it out. He's worked it out. Shoot them in the head, they die. But they're just like shooting them in the body, and they and it's it's still only twelve of them. It's not it's not a horde. It it feels like to me if they'd have just like run out the back. Yeah. Shot a couple of them. They could have just got through it. Early on in the siege, you do think, well, you've got this. You know, you've, yeah, you've, you've, you've chucked about <laughs> six Molotovs. There's like eight, there's what, eight, twelve zombies. Yeah, there's not a lot. You you've don't get come, the impression that there's a fucking yeah, you've horde chucked, coming through. The, yeah, you've chucked, you know. you've chucked Molotovs at them. They're all on fire. There's, 12's, there's 12 of them. You just need to flee out the back door now just go. and go. And then, of course, Brian goes out, runs into his missus. Yeah, he stands out. I think that's the one scene that she's got a top on, isn't it? Yeah. She's a <laughs> well, she's a zombie. You don't want to see zombie boobs, do you? Well, it depends how <laughs> one scene far she's got a top on. Being a zombie, they are. <laughs> You're taking note of that. Well, she had a top on the scene. <laughs> but he stands there for 20 minutes going, oh, this be wife. Oh. And she takes fucking ages to shuffle over to him and bite him. I know, is the, the reactions are just leaden. It's so ah, unfair. Ah, yeah. Oh, dear. That's even before she's bitten him. Yeah. He's doing that's, 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 <laughs> He's going to run out of breath and have to start screaming twice. <laughs> oh, hurry up. Oh. But all said and done, I did enjoy it. It's terrible. It doesn't. It doesn't stand up to today. It's terrible trash. Five stars. It's terrible trash. Yeah. It, I don't know whether I give it five stars. Five stars, Mark. No, you can't give it five. Stars. No, the, the eyeball scene alone has got to be in. It's got to be in anyone's top ten. So movie you're decks. basically what you're saying is two for the film, one for the eyeball scene, one for the shark scene, and one for the boobs. 
That makes five. Yeah, five stars. <laughs> oh dear. Well, I think I've got to the end of. I've pretty much hit the bottom of my page of notes, Mark. I think I've. I'm pretty drunk as well, so I know I'm getting to the end of what I have to really say about zombie fleshy. Is classic. I'd recommend that anyone who hasn't seen it watch it. It's worth a watch. It's funny. It's on. Uh, Shocking. It's on Amazon Prime if you want to watch that. Is it? And, uh, yeah, it's on Arrow, the Arrow channel. Is it all, all uncut as well? You get the full yeah, eye. Yeah, yeah, you got the full eye, bendy, H, defi- H definition? Eye definition. Right, let's wrap this up. I'm going to say goodbye. Hang on. Hang on. Because okay. you just started saying you've, at the end of your I've, 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 I have no more to say about zombie flesh eaters. Oh, have you got a recommendation of the week? Well, yeah, I don't know. Um, well, that's a yes or no answer. Come on. Yes, I have a recommendation. I'm going to tell you what I've been enjoying this week, which is, I guess, the same as a recommendation. That's not the name of the feature. Well, it's, it's my recommendation. It's Jamie's to... recommendation of the week. Right, what I'm going to recommend... It's not called Jamie's what I've watched this week. I haven't watched it. What you I've like? enjoyed it. Okay. I've enjoyed it this week, I'm so I'm going to recommend it. Okay. I haven't, I haven't finished it. I've been reading a book. Go! Okay, um, I've been reading Cassandra Peterson's... Biography. Who? Cassandra. Is that with an O? Cassandra. There's no O. Cassandra. Cassandra. Well, I. This is the. This is what I've learned from this book already. Okay. That's not how you pronounce it, Mark. I've been pronouncing it like that all this time. Cassandra's crossing. Yeah, but that's not her name. Okay. It's Cassandra. Okay. I didn't know that. Get Mark. to the point. Me. Well, I've I've been reading Cassandra Pe- Cassandra Peterson. Obviously, is Elvira. Yeah. I've been reading her biography, which is called Yours Cruelly, Elvira, by Cassandra Peterson. Okay. Um. Yeah, that's what I've been enjoying this week. I'd recommend it to anyone. Is that There's, a new release? Is that out? Yeah. I think it, yeah. It's only just come out in hardback. Um. There's a brilliant just for people who don't know who she is and what Elvira is because we do because we're that old. But there's we might have the odd listener who doesn't know who Elvira is. Oh, well, they're beyond help if they don't know who well, Elvira. Explain is. who she she's is. a horror Halloween icon. Um, Elvira, back in the day when TV stations used to play horror films late at night before the ad break, they'd have like a host or a hostess that would. Talk to the audience. Like the creep and creep show. Yeah, or yeah. The uh, Booth. What's her name? Uh, used to have her over in the early nineties. I don't know. Booth. What was her name? I don't know. I don't know. Her name was Summit Booth. I know. I don't. She appears in John cheap, Wilkes. She appears in cheap uh, British horror films. Oh no! Day. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, she's one. Of, when she one of the Redemption. Was it, it was a video label, wasn't it? Yeah. No, Salvation. Emily Booth. Is it Emily Booth? Yeah. A bit em- like Emily Booth, but in the really. 80s. Yeah, well, yeah. No one's even going to bloody know who she is. But Elvira essentially started out as like a presenter on late night horror films. Yeah. And they'd be kind of old, trashy. I've got, I've got it. If people have ever watched Fright Night, the movie... Yeah, the Peter Vincent, Peter Vincent character in that is a lot like Elvira was on cable channels. She's nothing, but he's nothing like Elvira. But the same kind of thing. That's what I mean. Um, 
But she, I mean, I think now, I think she is just regard. She's just one of those sort of Halloween. I mean, certainly in America, I don't know. I bet there's. I bet ninety percent of the people that dress up for for Halloween doesn't know don't know who she is. She's such a. She's caught the cult zeitgeist. Yeah, that but, much, but people, maybe she's people, entered the mainstream, but it, the mainstream do not really. The, yeah, know they where know the image. Yeah, but without yeah. knowing the history of the who history she is. Of the, the character maybe. Yeah, um, she she has led an interesting life. When she was very young, she accidentally managed to spill a whole pan of boiling water over her when she was. I think she was about. I think she's about one, one and a half. Right. Very um, bad parenting, I'd say. Well. Uh, uh, she had fir- I think she had like third degree burns over like 30% of her fuck body me, that's quite a lot oh fuck yeah I mean the chances of survival are really slim I mean, she's very young um, and I think uh, partly because of her name partly because her name was Cassandra um, partly because of her burns that she'd suffered earlier you know that what happened to her she always felt a little bit out, a bit outside a bit different yeah. you know like a lot of people that are into horror do feel they yeah. feel like they're different to everyone they feel like a monster in some way yeah um, well maybe in the yeah not you, not you know so I mean, they feel different they feel different and i think that was what drew her to horror um you know acting and stuff in like i said i haven't finished the book yet mark so i don't know i don't know the full story i know she slept with tom jones tom jones did he go <sighs> You have a lovely tone to your voice. <laughs> Is that your Tom Jones impression? No, no, it's definitely. I just did mine. Um, oh. There's a, there's a, there's, there's a brilliant photograph in the book. Do you want to do your Tom Jones? Oh, that's good. Oh. Oh. You have a lovely tone to your voice. Um, there's a brilliant photograph in the book of uh, Forrest. You know Forrest J. Ackerman that was the editor of uh, famous monsters of Filmland, right which is like an iconic kind of horror magazine it don't run anymore but it's long standing in america there's a brilliant picture is that like a forerunner to frangoria that type of yeah thing? yeah yeah anyway it would have been more more 50s sort of 50s 60s, 60s that yeah. kind of stuff yeah more monster more sort of monster movies but yeah it would have been like the forerunner that um, and there's a picture of of Forrest J. Ackerman with Elvira. And I mean, she even makes a joke about it in the caption to the photograph. But he's doing that thing where, you know, like where, I've never done it, but you know, like where a man can hug a woman and like he puts his hand under under the armpit. Oh, uh, so he gets a bit side So, boot. yeah, he goes for that side boot. He's clearly... Yeah, he's clearly got his hand. He's getting a whole handful of like side boob there. Um, it's just a funny photograph. And her caption is, I mean, you know, she knows what's going on. She's yeah. not daft. Um, she's so that's cl- your recommendation this week. Is oh, it? I would recommend Elvira in any way that I ever could. She's amazing because she's a funny, clever lady. You're a big fan, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right, let's wrap this. Let's uh, wrap this baby up, Mark. Let's wrap this up. I'm we've, pretty drunk. Let's, we've run out of steam. Right, say goodbye, Jamie. Goodbye, Jamie.
Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Cheers, then. Bye. Jamie and Fortune's Beat Max Dungeon.